0: Today's The Chad Prather Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your online activity shouldn't be public. Protect yourself at ExpressVPN.com slash watch Chad. Oh, party time. Mom, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. Puppet Master Mark at the helm, and of course, Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. I was looking at you this morning, Candice, and I was like, Sigh. you remain a mystery to me. Like, I think I know what you are, <laughs> but I'm not quite sure completely.
1: That's probably for the best.
0: Yeah, I'll keep it a mystery. You got some weird, you got some weird blood in you, girl. Some weird stuff. Thank you? Well, yeah, sort of. I don't want to. I don't want to do the DNA test though. I want to keep it a mystery. I'd like a, that too. You shut your mouth. I don't want to hear anything out of you. She's probably a hundred percent Eastern European white. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, let's go with that. I, you're you're Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. Everybody, people are still asking me, like, where does that come from? Acts chapter eight. Let's to say it's the Bible, on. straight from yeah. the Bible. Read your Bibles, people. Oh, hot news, Natalie. Talk about somebody that needs to read their Bible. My what? gosh. Well, you know, based on what you were wearing on the show the other day, oh my god, I need you to I need you to keep it together. That
1: was a summer what possessed dress. You to come here naked. That was a summer dress.
0: Oh, it no. forced some of us to go read our Bibles. <laughs> yeah, it caused Party Foul Steve to have to get to hurry up. And, yeah, yeah, drove me to drink. I put pants back on. Yeah, that a girl. That a girl. <laughs> need some more chat church in our life. Listen, I gotta t- I gotta tell you, we were talking about this before we started. Uh, you know, we had Tim Young on last week and. You know, he was kind of razzing you a little bit. Y'all were razzing back and forth. You know, people aren't privy to what we do off the camera. Like when the cameras are stopped and we're on the break, you know, it's the breaks are like that for some people. But for us, it might take 15 minutes. Right. And you guys are razzing each other and we forget what people hear and don't hear. True. While we're talking, yeah, you he know. said
1: more on camera. I said more off camera. Off camera, but you, he was you great. gave
0: it to him pretty good because there did. were people who were saying, I can't believe Chad allowed him to say that to Natalie. And I'm like, Yeah, but Natalie was giving it pretty good back I to told, him, too. I,
1: yes, I told him he was like a second grade schoolboy recess <laughs> punching me in the face because he likes me. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly you, you were basically telling you were like a little bully that's got a crush
1: <laughs> <Yes>. exactly
0: <And laughs> he so, was fine though and he kept calling you what nasty nancy
1: nasty nancy naughty natalie or naughty yeah Na- i mean i don't know it was all
0: of those people, it pissed people off so they tim did. young will never thank be on the show you for again having that's my back.
1: Uh, thank you yeah.
0: appreciate it so if you guys want to give at tim runs his mouth a hard <laughs> right. time he runs his mouth that's true <laughs> But now uh, see I didn't even think about it being a hard time because y'all were giving it to each other. But anyway, anyway, we got a good show in store for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of history. We're going to talk about a brand new book. You know how I am with my books. We got a special guest. We're going to talk some civics with you. I'm going to embarrass you guys because I'm just ashamed that we Americans don't know our civics any better than we do. And uh, I'll get to that point later on. But we're going to have fun with you today, and we might even call Natalie some more names. All right? There you go. Hey, listen, if your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time, it is fairly depressing place. Political flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons, but once a month... I do have a reason to be pretty excited because my Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post comes in. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every single month. And no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. In fact, I think I'm going to buy a subscription for Party File Steve. So that way you'll get a gift from me every single month. Are you Thank excited? You. Look I'm how excited. excited you got right there! Bring it on! Yeah, <laughs> you, I think I think I'm going to do it. If it's I'm going to sign it's up it's today for me. To, free stuff to send you because you're a scavenger and you like cool stuff. I do. So we're going to do that. Uh, they're going to release a new box every single month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box cost box costs only forty five bucks, but over $70 worth of gear, sometimes even more. You're going to get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Then enter the code WATCHCHAD at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com with code WATCHCHAD for 20% off your first box. Go there today, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. I want to welcome in studio today, my good friend, Nick Adams. Nick is, uh, you know, Nick's from, where, Denver? It's like, yeah. South, Denver. <laughs> south <laughs> Denver. Very deep south. Yeah, Southwest. The other, other side of town. That's for sure. Welcome on the show, man. Chad's
2: always a pleasure to join you. How are you doing with all this craziness? It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But uh, look, I'm healthy. Uh, my family's healthy. I'm just Hoping for better days. That's all we can really do. Yeah. But I tell you what, I hope we don't go to this new normal that they're talking about. I hate that phrase. I don't know about you, I want to just go back to normal. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was already, if you used to say, hey, act normal, people would be like, well, what's normal? And now everybody's throwing, away, throwing around new normal. And I don't like that no, phrase at all. It sounds do. Gestapo to me. No, I
2: want to go back to being an American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to working. I want to go back to making money. I want to go back to thriving. You know, we're not made to just tread water, Chad. Yeah. We want to, we want to swim.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I'm all about liberty. I'm all about freedom. You are. I mean, you're from, you're from another place. You immigrated to this country. For that reason. For that reason. I chose to
2: come because of the freedom and the liberty that exists in America, unparalleled anywhere else in the world here in the United States. I came because this is the best country in the world, Chad. I came because this is the place that affords you the most freedom and the most opportunity to achieve whatever dreams God put in your heart. Yeah.
0: At what point in time, I'm curious, in your life, did you look at America and say, I think that's where I want to be? That's the best place to be.
2: You know, my journey towards America began very early. Uh, At the age of 16 months, I was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, a -hmm. very rare form of childhood cancer and um, stage four. And my parents were told that any child, baby, infant with stage four neuroblastoma is only given a five percent chance. Mm. Only one in 20 survive. And for three and a half years, I underwent chemotherapy, radiotherapy and an operation. And through the healing hands of God, our master physician, I defied the odds and lived. But the interesting part is how I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. For months, my mum and dad had brought me to doctor after doctor, pediatrician after pediatrician, but nobody could tell them what was wrong. And uh, one night, with uh, me more unsettled than even usual, they went to the emergency ward of the local children's hospital. And at the ward there, there was a, a young man uh, who had just finished his uh, education here in the United States mm-hmm. as a doctor. He was an American, and he was doing his summer residency in Australia. And uh, he looked at me and he said, ''Look, I don't know for sure, but I have a hunch that I might have seen this before.'' And I think that this is what your little boy's got, and uh, you need to get him in first thing tomorrow morning for tests. So I'm fond of saying that I haven't only studied American exceptionalism, I've lived it. In yeah. fact, I'm alive because of it. And that kind of then gave me the mojo to live life like an American. Mm-hmm. My parents said to me, "I said, Nick, you know, you've overcome the greatest adversity, Uh, Now, from here on in, everything else compared to that is going to be a cakewalk. So we want you to take every risk and hunt down every opportunity. And so I've pretty much lived up to that. I was uh, the valedictorian of my school, Publicly elected to political office at the age of 19, being elected one of the youngest councilmen ever in Sydney, Australia. The first election I ever voted in, Chad, I voted for myself. It's all been downhill (laughs) since then. Uh, Then, just a few days after I turned 21, I was elected the youngest deputy mayor in Australian history in Sydney, a record which still stands to this day. I'm now a four time best selling author. I have the distinction of being the first author to have ever had a book endorsed by a sitting president the United States and that of course came on the 3rd of March 2017 around about the time that you and I first bumped into each other in the green room at Fox and uh, Donald Trump took to Twitter and declared me to be a great American and that my book was a must read. Yeah. Uh and so I've had this incredible blessing of coming to the United States. I always say that the day that you're born here or the day that you move here is the day that you win the lottery of life. Yeah. And you get this incredible head start and uh America's been unbelievably good to me. I came for the right reasons, I think. I came to make, not take, to give not receive to join the place not complain about it or change it the first thing i did when i came here was i started a Mm non-profit called flag the foundation for liberty and american greatness and flag chad's got two objectives number one teaching civics Mm -hmm. and number two Putting patriotism back in public schools. And we do it three ways. We do it through classroom visits, we do it through the creation and distribution of kid friendly resources. So we created the Students' Constitution, Declaration of Independence, Federalist Papers in plain, easy to understand English Mm -hmm. that even a fifth grader can comprehend. And we do it by training teachers where we offer professional development programs for teachers so that they can learn how to teach civics the way that it used to be taught.
0: You hear that, Steve? Yes, I hear you it. You can learn this stuff. I know. You can, I can be taught. I can do it. Yeah. we got to get you some of those copies of of, of that stuff. Like, so I, you I can would understand. like to thank you for bringing another guest on here to make. <laughs> no, it like we both were like Steve, underachiever, Steve. We'd like to point out Steve's underachievements. Yes, uh, Steve's never been the mayor of anything. Nope.
2: In America, it's not about where you stop. <laughs> it's about where you finish. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll see how it all goes. How it all shakes Although out. Although here I sit on the same but, stage look, as you. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Well, the, uh, <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, I'm proud of you, Steve. You're going to be something. I'm going to be somebody. Yeah. Somebody. Uh, but that's the thing. It, uh, I, it drives me crazy, Nick, when I hear people who get offended at the idea of American exceptionalism, they feel like it's racist. They feel like it's xenophobic. They feel like all of these other adjectives that you can throw at it. There's no question in my mind, America's the greatest country on the planet. Throw statistics out. I don't care about any of that stuff. And here you come. And that's when you and I first got to know each other. I was like, that's the first thing that got out of my mouth. I was like, here's a guy from Australia who's teaching our kids American civics. And we should be ashamed of that. Like, we should be. Because civics has been lost. And you don't have to spend a lot of time on the internet to see how much people don't understand about America, about its government, about how it runs and how it works. Has that been a fruitful endeavor for you, or have you have you heard that response
2: from from people? Oh, I've heard it over and over again. And, and look, Chad, I'm with you. I mean, I do think that the fact that young people today uh, don't can't even name the vice president, mm-hmm. uh, don't know the first thing about the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence or the Federalist Papers. I do think that that's a crying shame. But I don't think that you should be ashamed that, uh, that uh, a guy that's come to the country is teaching it, and I'll tell you why. Sometimes it takes someone on the outside mm-hmm. to remind you, right? So I have the zeal of a convert, I Sometimes a spectator sees more of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly what I think I bring to the table. I'm passionate about the founding principles of America. I'm passionate about the resources uh, that we create because I want everyone to understand how unique this place is, that it's the exception to the rule. I mean, that's what I... When I go in and I talk to a group of kids at a public school chat, what I explain to them is... Is America the only country in the world that has a constitution? Mm. No. But I tell you what America is it's the only country that's got a constitution that sets out the powers of the individual. And the limits of the government. Mm-hmm. In every other country, whenever they've attempted a constitution, it's done exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. It set out the powers of the government and the limits of the people. And that right there is where American exceptionalism began. Mm-hmm. When
0: you look at what's going on these days with with these pandemic, the coronavirus, all of these things, and these actions that are being taken, the orders that are being passed down by the states, you've got a president. And Trump, who is trying to navigate some very murky waters, places where really none of us have been. And he's been handed this. But a lot of people out there, the sentiment is that their liberties are being infringed and their freedoms are being taken away with some of these things. And on the other side, you have people who are so willing to give them up mm. for the idea of safety. How do you respond to to that situation that we're seeing today?
2: Look, it's not easy. It's certainly not easy. Uh, It's easier perhaps for you and me because we live in Texas and Mm -hmm. Texas hasn't been that affected. I know people that have got lots of relatives in the northeast Mm -hmm. and they tell me that up there it's, you know, it's it's, – it's a terror. I mean, it's literally almost everyone they know has got it. A couple of relatives have died. Mm-hmm. It's a serious thing. Now, I don't doubt how serious it is, Uh for me what I don't like number one is this one size fits all mm-hmm. I, I can understand the restrictions that are being imposed if I lived in New York or Connecticut right. or New Jersey but I don't understand why the same kind of impositions in those places should be for Arkansas or Texas right. or or any other place that it hasn't been that affected. I think that what we should be going for is a cooperation from the people Right. As opposed to being forced for it. And I happen to believe whether it's naive or not, I think people are, are essentially going to be responsible. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone I think people realize how bad this is. They've been watching it on television for the last two months. You can't escape it. So I don't think anyone out there is going to go and start kissing someone passionately in the street <laughs> for no reason. Right, unless you're Natalie, no, I'm joking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but well, I'm not. <laughs> <a, yeah. laughs> but, but uh, so you know, I think people can be trusted to be to be responsible. I think a lot of people have said to themselves, "Look, I did what I was told. Mm-hmm. I stayed home. I did all of that." But it's now been eight weeks, and I need to get back to doing mm-hmm. what I was doing. And and I and I and I really believe that. And I tell you, we do have to be cognizant that this is the way that you do lose your freedoms, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not saying that, that this is deliberate. I'm not being conspiratorial. But what I'm saying is is that, you know, we have to kind of realize that it doesn't happen. All, you know, when you lose your freedoms, Chad, it's not a... Instant thing mm-hmm. where the government comes in one day and says no, you get conditioned, yeah. you get you become for fami- me. Okay, well I had to do this with the pandemic, so maybe the next time the government asks you, mm-hmm. you're a little bit more willing to go along to get mm-hmm. along, and that's slowly how you lose it. Uh, it's a vexed issue because uh, we don't want people getting sick, and I feel sorry for these political leaders yeah. because you know they're screwed either way, right? If they keep everyone home. No one makes money, everyone goes hungry And if they open everything back up And everyone gets sick and dies <laughs> yeah. They're screwed that way too So it's a, it's a terrible thing But I like to err on the side of I think America's only going to get healthy again I don't just mean healthy in terms of avoiding COVID Or overcoming this invisible enemy America's only going to get healthy again When we get back to being American yep.
0: Yeah 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 that's the deal and it frustrates the heck out of me, and I get that i I know that nobody you know you go back to the movie Jaws nobody wants to be that guy that opens the beach up too soon yeah and and a kid gets eaten <laughs> right because it, it, it's hard it's a perfect storm in New York, New York City's a whole, whole different thing yeah you know i I've seen people I was talking to a guy the other day he has to take his cell phone before he leaves the house and wraps it in cellophane <laughs> you know and and you know everything it's like a decontamination thing that they have to go through every time they. Yeah, leave the apartment or come back in. It's a crazy, crazy deal. So, anyway, I you know I still believe it's America has that foundation to bounce back. Oh, it does and come back and yeah. and make it happen. So, um, you've written a new book. We're going to get into that in the next segment. I'm so fascinated by this book. Um, it's it's just a tremendous concept. It's crossed my mind so many times, and this historic comparison. Kudos to you for for putting it on paper. I'm excited about it. we're gonna get into that here in a second. But first, tack Pack. You're you're already getting Box of Awesome, okay, Steve? All we'll right. see about the tack Pack. Tac Pack monthly premier subscription box for military, tactical, prepper, Second Amendment enthusiasts, forty nine ninety five a month. You get at least a hundred dollars worth of gear, sometimes 150 dollars worth of stuff. Hey, you get it from different companies like our friends at 511, Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First, Tactical, Arma Spec, and a whole lot more. I'm going to give you the AR-15 parts, EDC tools, knives, gear. It's going to keep you prepared for when the stuff hits the fan, kind of like it's hitting it right now. So sign up today to make it in time for the June pack. It's physically their biggest box ever. I had to get a bigger box in order to fit all the stuff in there. So SOG Mechanics, where Strike Industries, a whole lot more in this one. Use promo code CHAD at checkout to receive a free extra bag of tactical Goodies shipped out with your first pack. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. They sell out so fast. Maze packs sold out in just two weeks uh, or sold out two weeks early and they, they were gone. So people couldn't, they had to wait. Go to tackpack.com. That's T A C pack.com. Sign up today. Tackpack.com. Use offer code CHAD. Be right back. Hey, we're back with our good friend Nick Adams, best-selling author. He's got a brand-new book out, Trump and Churchill. Trump and Churchill, uh, Defenders of Western Civilization. It's coming out. I say it's out, but it's coming out here pretty quick.
2: It's coming out in a few days' time. It's already available to order. It's, uh, it's a Chad Prather kind of book. I mean, what, I, I'm telling how, you. How else
0: can I describe it? I'm telling you. I you know, I, You watch – most people, when it comes to British history – like they 've maybe watched the first season of the Crown, <laughs> right, <laughs> and they think they understand it uh, I think the you take that show for instance, he did a semi fair job of pointing out that not everybody liked Winston Churchill,
2: lots of people didn 't like him, yeah, lots of people didn 't like him, Chad, I mean, he had a very acrimonious relationship with the media, mm-hmm. he uh, faced down the establishment in his own party and in the government that didn 't like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he followed a very weak predecessor in Neville Chamberlain, mm-hmm. and to say that Chamberlain had the spine of a jellyfish would be unkind a jellyfish. <laughs> and if you go and compare all of those things, so the guy was fighting the media, he was fighting the establishment, he was disliked, and he followed a weak predecessor. Who does that sound like? Yeah. Donald Trump. If going, Super weak predecessor. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Barack Obama, golly. So, but you, so, and then so you start to look at it. Now, you see, on the surface, there's really not that much in common, mm-hmm. right? Churchill was five foot six, couldn't get enough to drink. Okay, Trump's a teetotaler. Churchill loved to nap every afternoon in his pajamas. From all. Appearances Trump never sleeps. Never sleeps. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Churchill actually began his career by opposing tariffs. Trump begins his career by a political career by introducing tariffs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so uh, one's this compelling, soaring orator, great speaker. Uh, then you've got Trump, who's a rather crude but very effective tweeter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, on the surface there's not really much there, but then as soon as you start to drill down, which is what I did in this book, Trump and Churchill, Defenders of Western Civilization, you find that there are incredible parallels, chat, between the two men. Both alpha males, both clear thinkers and plain speakers, both intensely disliked, even hated, both loved their country, Uh, both refused to conform to expectations, didn't conceal their true self. Now, Churchill's fight, of course, was on the outside. Trump's fight is on the inside. So that's a little bit different. But, you know, when you go, you know, I I got this in the book, we went and got newspapers from British national newspapers from the mid-1930s, late 1930s, early 1940s, And I tell you, Chad, if I didn't say to you that those excerpts were from British national newspapers about Winston Churchill, you would think, if I just read them out to you, sight unseen, you would think I was quoting the New York Times Mm -hmm. or the Washington Post and it was about Donald Trump. So identical are the criticisms and the the accusations that are levelled. Got no judgment doesn't take things seriously enough, too optimistic, doesn't listen to anyone around, always goes with his own gut instinct. I mean, literally, almost everything that these guys complain Mm -hmm. about with respect to Trump, the media was complaining about with respect to Churchill back then. So uh, what I found in researching this book was that unbelievable, unbelievable parallels between the times and the men, and even more timely now that we find ourselves in a, in a wartime circumstance yeah. with this COVID-19 stuff.
0: I like what you said. Churchill found himself fighting an enemy from the outside. Trump, in many ways, fighting from the inside. You know, obviously Churchill made his mark in World War II because here's a bold and brash leader compared to a Neville Chamberlain who comes along and says, we're going to stand. We're going to stand against Hitler. We're going to stand against invading armies. We're going to stand against Germany. And then you have Trump, who th- that we are at war. We're at a culture war. We are at a spiritual war in many ways. We see this medical and health care thing that's going on right now. And but to your point. Churchill was fighting the Jake Tappers and the Jim Acostas of his day, his his Don Lemons, if you will, his Chris Cuomos, yeah, he certainly was, you know, his Rachel Maddows. He had him. Yeah. in fact, on the on the on the in the leaf of the book, it says, um, uh, how anybody could expect him to win, I don't know, in view of his unparalleled record in losing everything he puts his hands to.
2: That sounds exactly like something. That would be said about Donald Trump. What they were saying about Donald Trump, yeah. That yeah. he's a failure, that he's not really a billionaire, that you know he hasn't had all that much success, that <laughs> you know his father gave him the money, yeah. and had he invested it, he'd have more money today than... You know, all of that kind of nonsense. So they were saying the same thing. And you see, Winston Churchill and Donald Trump, Chad, disruptors, mm-hmm. right? Catalysts for change. And when somebody like that comes along people get pissed. Mm -hmm. People don't like it. They don't like it at all because here's this guy that refuses to go along to get along. Here's somebody that says, you know what? I don't like the way that you do things and I think you're pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start doing things differently. Now, to you and me, that's music to our ears. We listen to that, we say, wow, because for us, for you and me, Chad, we want a leader that creates the consensus Right doesn't conform right. to the consensus. And to me, that's, that's the real hallmark of great true leadership, which is what both Trump and Churchill had in spades. But for some bureaucrat sitting in the government that has seen it always done the way that it's done and doesn't like that their report or advice is no longer being treated like it's gospel... Right. Uh, they're pretty upset and they're saying, well, who is who do you think you are? Who is this guy? But boldness. Mm-hmm. Right? I think one of the reasons why Americans have such an affinity for Winston Churchill, well, first of all, Churchill's mother was American, right? So a lot of people don't realise he's half American. Secondly, uh, he's the only person in the history of the US to ever be granted honorary citizenship. But I think more broadly the reason why so many Americans are just fixated on winston churchill because let's be honest most americans don't care about what else is going on in the world it's just america that matters and that's understandable uh when you've got a a country so big and so powerful but winston churchill is an exception to that rule right lots of americans know winston churchill like Mm -hmm. winston churchill and i think part of it is they identify with him because he was so american Mm -hmm. he really was american he wasn't timid he was bold, he was brash, he was straight talking. He could have been a Texan. Yeah. I mean, he really could have been.
0: Yeah, minus and, the hate. But, yeah. Well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he couldn't do much about that. <laughs> no. But but uh, so, you know, he um, he really was, uh, in in all the ways that we think of John Wayne or someone like that, in many ways, in terms of, Politics—that's what Winston Churchill was, yeah. and I think that's what resonates with Americans. We want someone that kicks butt. We don't want someone that kisses it.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that it, it, you look at the history and how history has favored Winston Churchill. They've looked back on him. I, I, I always say you have to interpret men and women according to the times in which they live. You can't in, you can't interpret them or judge them based on the times we live in. Uh, I also say never pick a hero that's still alive, you know. (laughs) Wait till they finish the course, because they'll let you down. Uh, But history, by and large, has been favorable towards Winston Churchill. It's really only now that we're starting to look and say, remember, he wasn't that well liked, and and he was very against the grain. How do you think history looks at Donald
2: Trump? Yeah, it's a really good question. Look, uh, Churchill wasn't Instagram ready. And in many ways, either is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I think something that people really loved about Winston Churchill was they could relate to him. He drank a little bit too much, mm-hmm. he ate too much, he got gout, yeah. you know he, he flirted with women, you know he, he was a guy that you could really kind of relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, now I wrote this book, Chad, because so much has been written and said about the Trump administration and Donald Trump himself but none of it yet from a historical perspective. And I think this is really the first book to look at the Trump presidency mm. from a historical perspective, which is what I try to do. And it is early. I mean, it's early in the 21st century, and it's early, of course, in, in the Trump, because I, I fully expect him to be reelected for mm. another four years in November and, and handily defeat by Bi- Beijing Biden. You um, <laughs> be like how I just casually threw that in? So... Um, Love it. Yeah. So, but I, I think Donald Trump is going to go down as one of the greatest presidents that the United States of America has. I'll go one step further. I think that he will be to the 21st century what Winston Churchill was to the 20th. Mm. Now, I'm with you. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to see next week. You know, this consensus among people that that uh, that Trump was. Uh, the best and whatever else. But when you really have a look at it, right, here we are, it's November 2016, if I can transport you, you, the audience back. It's early, the first couple of days of November 2016. America is literally teetering on the precipice. We can go either way here. We can literally go either way. We can go down the European path of socialism, People resenting people that do well, people aspiring for mediocrity and not greatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, we can go down that. I mean, we, Obama has already conditioned us for that. Yeah. Now, we can go one step further with Hillary. Or we can take this massive chance on a guy that's never had political office, the guy that is saying the things that we want to hear, but we have no idea whether or not he's actually going to do them. Mm-hmm. And we choose Donald Trump. And in that moment, I believe Donald Trump literally saves America. He saves America. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has and, – and if he hasn't saved America indefinitely, he sure bought us some time. Yeah, He gave us a chance to get back to what we were. He right. gave us a chance to live up to our potential again, which we weren't doing.
0: Yeah. I've always said – I'm so thankful for the grace of God in that he doesn't give us what we deserve. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes he gives you someone like a Donald Trump that you're like, that doesn't make sense to the logical mind. Uh, And it can be a little offensive, but it was the right
2: thing. It was the right time. Look, I have have this friendly debate with a lot of – Evangelicals that that are friends of mine Mm -hmm. That don't like the way that he behaves And and the point that I always make to them is You can think whatever you want to think about In terms of Donald Trump's behaviour The fact that he, you know uh, His personal life, all of that stuff But at the end of the day He's done more to protect Christianity Than any leader before And you've got to accept that whether you think he's a real Christian, whether you don't think he's a real Christian, and I happen to think he is, um, he has done more to protect our faith yeah. than any other leader alive.
0: Yeah, it, it, no question about it. Well, regardless of what his is, he's done a lot to protect mine. Exactly. So, we're gonna dig deeper into that. Y'all, hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Most of our audience is just gonna want Nick to hang around and talk for a long time, just so they can hear him. Just give me a phone book. Yeah, Exactly. Oh, really yeah. Exa- yeah. Right. I wish I could <laughs> That's do pretty it. Pretty good. I wish I could. That's all that I can do. That's all I can like like do. Right.
1: I was sitting here like this the whole time. Weren't you though? I, ser- well, not only because of the voice, but the accent. You're only but human. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: said, "You're only human." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I Yeah. I, I just. I, I've learned. I. Learned a lot. And I, every time we go to break, I'm like, yes, what you said. Yeah. Very, very well articulated in we'll a sexy you. voice All and right.
0: accent. Aussies and Kiwis always say those are English people that I can understand. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know what they're talking about in England or Ireland. They start yes. talking. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a clue what you're saying. And they're speaking English.
1: Well, and look at his legs.
0: Yeah, he which he, which he well, said, please okay. make sure
1: that you show this shot as much as possible because my legs are on point. The well, first time the,
0: I ever met Nick personally, we were at the Fox studio and he had done a hit. And of course, you know, they just shoot you from here up and he's wearing his coat and tie and shorts. Yes. Yes. And it I was cold it. outside, if I remember
2: right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you just go straight out the door to the car that's waiting right for you. Right. Actually, I think I've seen Ali Stucky in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. He's pointing. He's pointing to Ali's new studio
0: that's being built over here. I'm like, how are you ever going to get Ali out of the out of the uh, living room? And so they're basically building a studio over here that's going to look like a living room. <laughs> Ali can just come right in in her pajamas. <laughs> (laughs) You're right. But but I'm glad you like my Australian
2: footwear. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You got it going on. Yeah. It's uh, nice legs.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. You, uh, you, the beauty of, of you, Nick, is you not only came to America, you not only did it the right way, but you moved to Texas. You moved to Texas. Where else? So, if one goes south, you, you at least got this one afloat. Well,
2: of course, yeah. Now, yeah. listen, Texas is America on steroids. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Texas is to America what America is to the world. Yeah, it's the it's the leading light. Great point. You should follow Texas's lead on yeah. things. I believe, and uh, you know, Texas is a state of mind, Chad. Mm-hmm. You know this better than anyone. You don't live in Texas. Texas lives in you. Mm-hmm. It's an attitude. It's a mentality. And um, I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm fluent in Blue Bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bucky's. How good's Bucky's? Yeah, I, I could eat Blue Bell off oh. the Bucky's toilets. Yeah, yeah. Yummy. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> yes. Right out no of the bowl. No hesitation. Yeah. Give me Even a- if there's COVID <laughs> floating <laughs> yeah. around. Cookies and cream. You know, it's, uh, I, so I love it. I mean, chicken fried steak. Yeah. Um, honey butter biscuits from Whataburger. Oh my god. Oh, oh yeah. I, mean, I haven't eaten. Let's today. stop.
0: Let's stop. Mm. That's why, that's why Dallas and Fort Worth are like ranked like third in the nation in obesity because we have, I mean, we got so much good stuff to eat. Worth Could you it?
2: imagine how many honey butter biscuits from Whataburger Winston Churchill will eat? I know. Oh, he would have loved it.
0: I know. He would have been all over it. I know. That's fantastic. Now I'm hungry, Nick. <laughs> I, you know, to me, Texas is the center of the universe. It really is. Now I want to go sit in my truck and do a truck rant about some of the things you just said. Mm. It's been a while since I've talked about just about Texas, it's a great deal. I think, though, that um, you know, as as our friend Colonel Alan West says, um, "So goes Texas, so goes America," and I think that's true. You know, you go back to the the recession two thousand eight two thousand nine, and those we were the last one to head into that. We were one of the first ones to come back out, and I'm I'm proud of what we're doing in response to this COVID situation and the shutdowns and things. Um, because I think we have true leadership. I, I, I became a political junkie because I admire true leadership. And I think what we had in Churchill, or what they had in Churchill, what we know of Churchill, was he didn't come in a package necessarily that looked like a leader. And Trump the same way, right? Crude, crass, um, brash in his own way, very straight and to the point. Um, he speaks in Trumpisms, He does. But the leader but if you judge the fruit of the tree of what we've seen him produce, even with all things marshalled against him, I think it's been pretty
2: good. You know, the number one thing that both Trump and Churchill have in common, Chad, is what I like to call testicular fortitude. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, they they don't care what other people think. Yeah. They are unmoved by sentiment. They are going to do what they believe is right for the people that they represent. And that's so uncommon in today's world, right? Everything is, is poll driven, everything mm-hmm. is market tested. Even when a comp, a private business wants to release a product, they go and, and do tests on it to mm-hmm. make sure that and whereas these guys say, you know what? this is what I think we're going to do, and we're going to make it work because this is where it's at. My gut instinct is telling me that this is right. And that's pretty rare, and and you don't get those kind of leaders every day. Mm -hmm. And so when you get one, two things happen. Uh, Number one, you start getting results. But number two, there are a whole lot of people really upset Mm -hmm. that this person is doing what they're doing. And that's really what we're seeing. I mean, before this invisible enemy came along, which, by the way, what a Churchillian turn of phrase he, he decided to badge that with. But before that came along, the economy was booming. The unemployment rate was the lowest it had ever been. Uh, ISIS, al-Baghdadi, Soleimani pulverized. I missed those barbecues. Yeah. yeah, that was great. <laughs> we should have some more of those. You know, the, uh, uh, no president had ever done as much to protect Israel, to protect Christians. Everything was humming along. And uh, this guy literally turned America around. Yeah. And he made it great again. And I've got no doubt when he says, listen, give me another chance. I'll make it great again, again. <laughs> I think he will. Yeah, I really do think he will.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Tell me the best way for folks to follow you and get in touch with you. All the websites,
2: all the socials, all that stuff. Okay, so Twitter is at Nick Adams in USA. That's at Nick Adams in USA. For Facebook, it's at Nick Adams in America. At Nick Adams in America. The website is NickAdamsUSA.com. Okay. NickAdamsUSA.com. Uh, what do you want, a phone number? <laughs> yeah
0: Well the thing about Natalie Is every guest we ever have She wants to know Where you live And okay. you're like Well I live in this well, city And she's like lives. No I want to know The number at street number and the whole thing. I'm going like, to get a text At about 11 o'clock She likes to look you up On satellite yeah. That's what she does She'll wow. see like The Google Earth And then she sees Your front door I like
1: to know Where my people live It's yeah. kind of a
0: weird Little fetish you got there But you're 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 consistent. I will say that, Natalie.
1: I do want to know where you live.
0: Most guys wouldn't mind you showing up. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. Don't don't be don't be corrupting my man Nick though. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got
1: I've I've got the city down. I just got to narrow it down a little more.
0: (laughs) Hang tight, (laughs) y'all. Coming right back. I have given people bad advice in my life, but I've never recommended a bad book. And I'm telling you, I read three books a week. I used to read four or five books a week. I read a lot. And I've never recommended a bad book. I take Stephen King's advice when it comes to reading a book. Read it for 20 minutes. If you're not into it, get rid of it. There's other books to read, right? There are some bad books that are out there. I mean, Jack Carr can't write to save his life. (laughs) (laughs) He'll never come back on the show. I'm trying to get, you know, he's, he's he's doing the script supervision for the Chris Pratt series of his book anyway. But this is a great book. I heard you on our friend Andrew Wilkow's show talking about this. And I said, Nick, that is a, I was in the truck. I said, that is a great concept. Great comparison, great concept, because physically and characteristically, so many differences, but so many similarities in what these men, Trump and Churchill, went through. Thanks for writing the book, man. I appreciate it, Chad. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And listen, if Natalie, if, you, if your body doesn't wind up missing somewhere, um, because Natalie's, you know... Stalking. Stalked and taken you and kidnapped you or something. I want to have you back on. Keep turning this stuff out. The Forward by Newt Gingrich. You can't go wrong with that. You know, you got a historian like Newt. Who's going to chime in on something like that? How hard was that to get Newton? To... I was
2: pretty honored by that. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it was actually surprisingly easy. Uh, he read it. He loved it. He even says in the forward that uh, he wishes he'd written it. Yeah. <laughs> so Bet I he was does. very chuffed about that. <laughs> no,
0: it's a great book. I encourage everybody. As soon as this thing comes out, you can pre-order it right now. Trump. And Churchill, defenders of Western, as Nick says, civilization, uh, <laughs> civilization, civilization, civilization.
1: I'd love to hear your Texas accent. I want to hear that good. Texas well, accent. it's just
0: draw, Natalie. Just draw. You <laughs> just gotta say it real slow. I'm <laughs> really gonna stalk you. Yeah. Yeah. How about we go outside of my R stream and I make you a Margarita knock him horns off. <laughs> God
2: bless Texas.
0: <laughs> hey, tomorrow is the last day for you to sign up and save money. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. $30 off. $30 off your annual subscription. That's a great deal. It's the biggest discount Blaze TV's ever done. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. $30 off annual subscription. Check him out. Nick Adams is the man. Follow everything he's doing, and I'm telling you, you're going to learn a lot, and we're going to get Party Foul Steve a copy of the Constitution. So he can read the thing. And Steve's going to be like, holy shit, I didn't know I could do that. What's that? I got a right to do that. And be like, yeah, you do. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Nick, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for watching. Give us a good rating and a review. We deserve it. We love y'all. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.